0: Hey guys, welcome to Lords of Order episode 107. This is a Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and there are going to be spoilers. Teal Productions can be reached on Twitter. You can leave me messages there if you choose. The Lords of Order are on Facebook and Google Plus with their own pages. If you use Google Plus, use it quickly because by the end of, I don't know, I think November, uh, Google is going to do away with Google Plus. So if you have something to say on there, say it quickly. The Dr. Fake Fan Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. And the website is BigTimeNoise.com Dr. fate. All of those are ways to get in touch with me if you uh, feel like you want to about the show. If you know of some other way to get in touch with me, uh, by all means use it and I'll try to take advantage of it as well. The books that I want to uh, talk about, I guess, talk about loosely, is the Justice League No Justice miniseries, four issues written by Scott Snyder, James Tynan II, and Joshua Williamson. And for those of all of those of you that are listening, and if you in turn podcast, the name is James Tynan III. It's not Tinian. Those people that pronounce it Tinian drive me crazy. It's Tynan. Uh, pencils are by Francis Manipole, Marcus Toe, and Riley Rossmo. The inks are by Francis Manipole, Riley Rossmo, and Marcus Toe. Colors by Hi-Fi Color Design and letters by And World Designs. So as I said, this is a four-issue miniseries. Uh, The miniseries actually is very heavily Batman and Superman. And then along with that, we have Brainiac, who are all on one of four teams that are chosen for the storyline. So with the Batman, Superman, Brainiac team, the... uh, Weight of the DC Give-A-Damn is very much skewed towards that one team, whereas the other three teams all turn out to be bit players, uh, in truth, of the whole story. And and that is just very, very disappointing to me. But in the first issue, uh, we see that there are groups of heroes awaking somewhere as they have been transported against their will to some unknown location. The unknown location turns out to be Brainiac's spaceship orbiting the Earth. We see a group of characters that awakens, comes to their senses, starts wandering around the ship, and encounters another group of heroes that have already awakened, and have been awakened enough uh, long enough to start bickering amongst each other. That second group is a group that contains Dr. Fate. The bickering is between Dr. Fate and Robin, or Damien, who is a character that I wish Dr. Fate would send a mystic bolt through his forehead because Damien embodies everything about, about millennial Gen Z characters created that I do not like. He is the only character I can think of right now in comic books that I wish was dead and gone. I I detest that character anywhere that I read or see him. Oh, I wish they would just kill him off. Uh, another group comes in, and this group contains Batman, Superman, and Brainiac, who is a Superman villain, of course, so still, the DC give a damn, it becomes heavily skewed here. Uh, Brainiac starts telling everyone else that is gathered the the story of the Omega Titans and the powers attributed to each of the Omega Titans. There's four of them. Uh, the power that we're going to be interested in is the power of wonder magic, I guess. And, and I'm throwing up air quotes here, um, which is all something that has come about the, the, the loosing of the Omega Titans because of the sundering of the source wall, which was done in metal and has been used as the excuse to completely undo uh, everything that DC Comics has been doing since the late '30s. So it's it's a it's a complete uh, scrub, if you will, on everything. If you want to use it as as that kind of brush, uh, it seems that you can change anything you want to do now. Uh, after this, we see the introduction a cu- couple main things big big things happen here at the end of the issue we see the introduction of the rest of the characters that are going to round out the four teams and they are villains uh, brainiac or uh, uh, lex luthor is one etrigan is one who i i don't really view him as a as a bad guy sinestro starro you know these guys are going to round out the teams Of the heroes that we have already seen introduced, and then at the very end of this first issue, we see that Amanda Waller, in her Waller-esque manner, uh, takes out Brainiac before he can finish telling everybody what the plan is that he has kidnapped, in essence, all of these characters, both good and bad. So, before he can finish his story, he's taken out. Thank you, Amanda Waller. Uh finally in issue 2, a uh, little bit into the issue Luther uh figures out what the teams are, who the teams are that Brainiac had formed. And visually we can see that it's it's pretty easy to discern because as they were, I guess as he brought them aboard his ship, he outfitted them with certain outfits that look alike but that are attuned to one of the four Omega Titan energies and he grouped them according to the their characteristics to accomplish some mission involving one of each of these four Omega Titan power uh, uh, energies. Our team is the Wonder Team. Uh, it's comprised of Dr. Fate, Wonder Woman, who is the leader, Zatanna, Raven, and Etrigan. Their mission is at the Tree of Wonder, which is located above an ancient temple on Kalu. Um, that's where Brainiac transported everybody via his ship was the planet of Kalu. On Kalu are four huge trees, each tree embodying one of the energies that the Omega Titans are interested in. And they have gotten to a point where they are calling the Omega Titans. Um, again, I don't know if they are calling them because the source wall was, was broken Or if the Omega Titans were on the other side and now that they're on our side of the source wall, the trees are signaling, you know, exactly what I don't know. I don't know that anybody knows, really, but it is happening. That's what we do know. Once the Omega Titans get to Kalu in an effort to absorb One or all four of the energies being given off from these trees, the planet of Kalu will be destroyed. The planet Kalu is the home planet for all of the Brainiacs, 1 through 18, however many there are. When they're on site, the Wonder Team realizes that ghosts that are rising up from the temple beneath the tree are starving for magic because they are absorbing the magic that the Wonder Team is giving off, or that is part of them, or however it may be, they're they're absorbing their magic. Okay, in issue three, um, which is starts off pretty cool because the Wonder Team has the A cover. Each of the four teams has one of the covers of the four issue miniseries. The Wonder Team being cover th- uh, the, of the third issue, I believe it's the A cover that it was. The teams, all about the same time, realize that one of the side effects of these quote-unquote uniforms that Brainiac has given them is that it dampens their normal or natural powers. So, automatically, in doing anything, all of our heroes and villains are at a deficit in what they normally could do to fight or accomplish these missions that they are tasked with doing. Wonder Woman uh, comes to the realization that they need to recharge the Tree of Wonder with magic. The Tree of Wonder looks dead and decrepit and and very, you know, bony kind of thing. It does not look like a living thing. So she realizes that it needs to be alive again. And, of course, on Kalu, uh, Kalu is a planet of living machines. Magic as we would define it, is not something that's in their bailiwick. So it's not what they do. Of course, the Tree of Wonder would be dead. Now, it has been said that magic is simply science that we don't have a definition for yet. So wouldn't that mean that the Kaluans would know about all magic because they're mathematical beings? Okay, anyways. So we all have to help Wonder Woman we, I'm sorry, being the wonder team. We uh, revive the tree by believing that we can bring the magic back, and via the wonders of Wonder Woman's magic lasso, they suffuse the tree with the magic necessary to bring it back to life. The wonder tree is alive. and And yes, I am saying all of this in a rather facetious tone of voice, but... It is It is what they did. Unfortunately, the efforts to save Kalu uh, do not work. One of the Omega Titans, and I forget which one it is, um, ultimately destroys Kalu. And not very many of the Kaluans, though. They managed to get away. So now the Kaluans are a uh, a people without a home. And um, there's, a, there's a term for that. People's... Um, here, here on Earth, people who don't have a home country or something like that. Diaspora, I believe, is the word. So we, we are seeing the birth of the Kaluan diaspora, perhaps. Now, because the home of those trees was destroyed, and, and home is kind of a loose term for it, where they were located, uh, the story dictates that they need a new home. And that new home becomes Earth. So all four of the, well, all four of these trees relocate or spring up via seeds on Earth, but they bloom and grow rather quickly. And then through some machinations of a an evil uh, brainiac, that they free uh, Vril Dox, I believe, was who it was. He causes these trees to grow quicker. Uh, get to a point where they're emitting these these energy calls that call the Omega Titans to Earth. So now they're on their way to Earth. These trees are growing. One of the trees pops up next to the Tower of Fate. And I believe that's the Tree of Wonder. It would make sense. I don't think it ever really said where the four trees were. One of them, I think, grew up out of a Star Labs um, laboratory. One of them... Popped up and, and sundered the bell reef prison, I think, and then the tree, the the tower of fate, and then I, I forget where the fourth one popped up. So Wonder Woman uh, and the Wonder Team g- goes to the tree that they were most familiar with, as the other teams go to try to prevent these trees from growing. At this point, they find out that Viral Docks has attached some uh, brainiac tech. That is helping each of the trees grow much, much faster than it normally would. So in order to stop the trees or slow the trees, they must defeat this Brainiac tech, which, of course, without the help of Brainiac, proves to be very difficult. By the end of this particular storyline, the other three Omega Titans are tricked into consuming the Entropy Omega Titan And so in doing so, all four disappear. Now, that being the case, just off the top of my head, that would mean um, symbolically that entropy in the new DC universe has been destroyed or has been set back to where it's not a unifying, balancing force of the new universe. Which, if there is no entropy, that would very much be a problem as far as physics. So, it's curious to see if, if I'm reading more into that than what perhaps is intended. Now, after all this, the trees are still here, uh, but they're not this phenomenal energy beacon that they were. Uh, but they are still associated with the four omega energies, Uh, the Tree of Wonder, still being the Tree of Wonder, as the end of the book, we see Diana and Zatanna at the tree, and Diana is speaking of this newfound connection she feels with the tree, and thus, by extension, all of the magic in the DC Universe. Now, that is is a cool, profound connection for Diana to have, Unfortunately, I suspect it will not be used anywhere near to its full potential by other writers. This miniseries was not written by Diana's current writer, so we'll leave it at that. One of the final art pages of the book, uh, we show a team that includes Diana and Zatanna, along with Man Bat, Detective Chimp, and The Swamp Thing. No Dr. Fate in that Group. So, uh, that are the only, well, not the only, but th- those are my story comments for the series. Uh, the series could have done so much more for these other characters that were parts of these teams. Entrigan, Dr. Fate, um, perhaps Etrigan does appear in Justice League Dark, I forget, which uh, that will be the next book that I speak about, Justice League Dark 2. Not one, because Dr. Fate did not appear in it, but two. And I have not read it as of this recording, so that's all I will say as to whether that is Fate or Nabu or whomever that turns out to be. I'll find out here in a couple minutes when I read it, but I have not read it yet. Um, Very heavily skewed Batman, Superman, Brainiac, Lex Luthor. Like I said, DC give a damn energies. Very heavily skewed. It was most definitely a vehicle for them. It was a possible vehicle for a Justice League book. But after this, Justice League is on its ninth or tenth issue. Only one of the other team books have come out, and that's Dark. And I believe, as I record this, it has three issues or maybe four. Justice League Odyssey just came out with its first issue, so... The, the any momentum that this series kind of had is down the tubes. Uh, there is no momentum, which I don't know. I guess, you know, by and large, comic book fans aren't a momentumy group because look at something like uh, the series coming out right now that has the uh, Watchmen in it. It has been so horribly uh, delayed and everything, but... People still keep buying the other issues. So, you know, I, I guess it doesn't matter me. me. Um, if it gets too far between issues, I stop buying it because I can't remember what happened before. And every time you put out an issue five or six months later, I don't have the time or energies to go back and read the books that came before it to help me remember. So if you're not going to help me by coming out with a regular schedule, I'm not going to help you by buying your product. And that's... You know, that's maybe old age persnicketiness, whatever. But that's that's just the way it is. So, um, it does help me trim my my buy, uh, to buy list, though, because if I look and a book is delayed by a couple or three months, it gets clipped right away, no matter how much I liked it, because I just don't have the time to keep up in in that manner. Alright, that's enough of me bitching. Like I said, uh, Justice League Dark Issue 2 will be the book that I look at for Episode 108 of the show. I will talk to you guys then. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production. And as such is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.